look, there's really no other way for me to say it. You're missing out. If you're not playing this, you're missing out. It's the free contests on the NBC Sports Predictor app. They've already handed out over $3 million in cash prizes, and there are tens of thousands more up for grabs this and every week. So get in on the action right now with the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet. For the biggest names in sports talk, watch the NBC Sports Channel every weekday on Peacock. Featuring pro football talk, the Dan Patrick Show, the Ritz Eisen Show, and more. Streaming live for free on PeacockTV.com slash NBC Sports. Welcome to the FMIA Minipod post-Super Bowl edition. Uh, we're a week removed from the game. Uh, my column focuses this week, uh, my Football Morning in America column focuses on Patrick Mahomes and him sort of looking back on the second half of this game, giving me a little bit of play-by-play of what is going through his mind, especially at the biggest moments. Um, I think you'll really appreciate it. I'm going to read, as I do every week, the lead to the column. But also, uh, a couple of programming notes. I'm going to give you a two-minute snippet right here in this mini-pod of my conversation with Patrick Mahomes on Friday. And then on Tuesday, we're going to run my uh, the Peter King podcast one day early this week, and you're going to be able to hear my extended conversation with Patrick Mahomes, who recorded it Friday morning. He was on his way home from a workout, which, as I say in my column, Chiefs fans are going to be happy to hear that, that five days after the Super Bowl, uh, the Super Bowl MVP and the guy who holds the football fortunes of the Kansas City Chiefs for the next 14 or 15 years in his hands uh, is working out and uh, not just (laughs) sitting back there shotgunning beers the way he was uh, during the Chiefs' victory parade. So let's get into my column, and then at the end I'll do a little bit of housekeeping, and we will get a little bit done. Pat Mahomes, the Minnesota Twins pitcher, didn't have an Andy Reid in his life when he made the Twins rotation in 1992. That April was great. Mahomes, in his third start, struck out Ricky Henderson and Jose Canseco twice each, and he beat Oakland 8-4. But then in May, he got knocked around at Fenway Park, walked six against Cleveland, and got lit up by the Yankees. As Pat Mahomes recalled Saturday... I learned the hard way. I was this hotshot prospect who started strong and then got hit around, and I'd linger on those bad games. I'd take the bad game into the next start. I found out that's never good. His son Patrick was born in 1995, and young Pat started going to the ballpark when his dad was a key guy in the Mets bullpen in 1999. Take your son to work days lasted for 10 years, and they weren't all glory days. One of those glory days was Alex Rodriguez giving six-year-old Patrick batting tips in the cage in Texas. Then Patrick following A-Rod to shortstop and taking grounders there, just like Alex. In 2008, when Pat Mahomes was taking one last shot at the bigs by playing independent baseball with the Sioux Falls Canaries, In South Dakota, 
his son experienced some bus rides too, such as the nine-hour overnight trip from Dallas to El Paso. What was your big lesson for Patrick? I asked Pat Mahomes. What did you want him to soak in back then? I wanted him to see the work you had to put in to be a pro, Pat Mahomes said. He saw that in clubhouses for years. And there was something else, something that came in handy in Super Bowl 54. Pat Mahomes said, I tell Patrick, it's always about the next play. It's always about the next pitch. Forget what you've done. What are you going to do next? One day earlier, I had asked Patrick Mahomes why the weight of the game when he was in big, big trouble midway through the fourth quarter in Super Bowl 54 did not get to him. All that matters is the next play, he said. So this is the column I do every year, eight days after the Super Bowl, where I try to dive deep into why the game turned out the way it did, through the eyes of the most important player or people in that game. A couple of things lingered with me flying back from Florida the other day that I wanted to explore. One, how did Patrick Mahomes, after the worst 10-minute stretch of his NFL life, climb out of the pit to win this game? Two, as I reported last Monday, it was Mahomes who came up with the idea to call the play I had Reed diagram in this column last week. 2-3 Jet Chip Wasp. I couldn't get it out of my head how amazing it was that the 61-year-old Reed, the sixth winningest coach of all time before the biggest play call in his life, chose to trust a play second-year starter Mahomes wanted to run to propel the Chiefs out of the hole with seven minutes left on third and 15. But that's what happened. So I rewatched the game twice, once on the Fox telecast. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman aced this game. And also on the All-22 tape, I spoke to Mahomes, the son and the father, and to backup quarterback Matt Moore and to GM Brett Veach over the weekend, and had two pieces of key leftover info from Andy Reid. Patrick Mahomes was driving home from a workout Friday morning when he called. Now, doesn't that make you feel good, Chiefs Kingdom? After pleasantries, the first unpleasant topic, the interceptions. The tormenting time, Niners 20, Chiefs 10, 2.35 left, third quarter. KC ball at its 25. Watching the game twice in a five-hour span, you can see what a tireless monster San Francisco defensive end Nick Bosa was. His strip sack and Mahomes' recovery midway through the third quarter led to a desperation third and 12 play for the Chiefs and caused Mahomes to throw a ridiculous interception to Fred Warner. He looked like the intended receiver. Later in the quarter, Mahomes was thoroughly discombobulated by Bosa and friends. Three rushers, including Bosa, chased Mahomes into an incompletion on first down. There was a run for five on second down. Do not go three and out here. That's the feeling every Chiefs fan had to have at this moment. Don't go two full quarters without scoring. So on third and five, flushed right, Mahomes decided to sprint for the first down. Bosa in pursuit. Bosa, close as Mahomes turned the corner, did a full belly flop and slapped Mahomes' left calf hard. 
I actually didn't even feel Bosa behind me until right when he dove, Mahomes told me. And when he dove, I think that last second of me seeing him kind of diving at my leg, I was able to get my knees up. That's a big thing when you're running away from a guy that gets your legs. Keep your knees up and keep your feet from dragging on the ground. He hit me hard. He hit me hard. (laughs) Might have left a little bruise, actually. But I was able to still get around the side to get a first down on that play. Like you said, that dude is a monster. Bosa, for the game, had one of the best days any defensive lineman had in the NFL this season, per PFF. One sack, one forced fumble, 11 quarterback hits or significant pressures, four tackles, 59 of 76 snaps played. On this series alone, Mahomes was pressured or sacked on six of 10 pass drops or scrambles forced by pressure. On the 10th, seeing Joukowsky Tart making a beeline for Tyreek Hill on a short crosser at the Niners 13, Mahomes threw it behind him. Another interception, his second in nine minutes. Watching it back, you could see Mahomes change the play at the line. I asked him, do you regret that based on the outcome? No, he said, I don't regret it. I did change the play. I saw they were in man coverage, so I changed it to one of our man beaters that we run a lot through the season. I put us in the right play. I just didn't make my decision quick enough. 12 minutes left in the biggest game of his life, down 10, and Patrick Mahomes was messing it up with the help of the best pass rush he's faced, he'd faced all season. When I got back to Kansas City, Veach, the GM, said Saturday evening, I watched the NFL Films version of the game with the players mic'd up. Right around that time, I mean, you know the outcome of the game, but I felt it. My hands were palm-sweaty nervous. Mahomes didn't seem nervous. Almost every person that came up to me right there on the sideline said, we still got time left, you're still good. We're going to have enough time to go down there and put up points, Mahomes said. It was almost a little annoying because I knew we had time left. There was one point, Matt Moore, a guy that's been vital to us being where we are, he came up to me and he was like the last guy to come up and say something. He said, hey, we got a lot of time left, you got to believe. And I almost gave him a little bit of an attitude. I was like, I know we got time left. Moore told me, I think what I said was, hey, Pat, it's never over. And he was like, I got it. I got it. I'm thinking, what the heck just happened? He's not like that. Later, he came up to me and said, sorry for coming at me so hot. Dude, you were like the 15th person to say something to me. Sorry. The effect of the cheerleading wasn't lost on Mahomes, though. It gave me the confidence to go out there and keep slinging the ball around, he said. The most fortuitous lost challenge in NFL history. Niners 20, Chiefs 10, 717 left, fourth quarter. KC ball at its 35. Second and 15, Mahomes still off through a worm burner that Hill trapped at midfield. Not an impossible catch, but the pass should have been three feet higher. Shanahan threw the challenge flag. Meanwhile, in the Fox booth, Troy Aikman told America, 
He's not played well, Joe, meaning Joe Buck. That should have been as easy as completion of the night. While that was being said, Mahomes was talking to offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy on the sidelines. He knew the play he wanted to call. Do we have time to run Wasp? Mahomes said, captured by NFL Films. Reed liked it. As he told me, if he feels it, I'm giving it to him. And Moore told me, they really think alike. Maybe sometimes we try to overthink things. We feel like, hey, coach knows best. Let him make the call. And if you're Andy Reid and the Super Bowl might come down to this one play, wouldn't you feel like, step aside, kid. I got this. Just run what I call. Maybe that's why the Reid-Mahomes partnership has been gold for the first three years of it. And maybe that's why they got an NFL MVP and a Super Bowl victory to show for it. Maybe this is why Donovan McNabb loved playing for Reed, and why Michael Vick did, and why Reed might have talked Nick Foles out of retirement, and why Alex Smith traded after having his best season so Mahomes could play. Still text Reed congratulations after wins. It's a partnership. Moore started two games when Mahomes had a dislocated kneecap this year. He had just learned the offense. And he had two 100-plus rating games with zero turnovers. What impressed me so much about the opportunity, Moore said, is here I was, pretty new to the offense, and we're getting ready for the games. And he says, you're the one playing. you got to be happy with what you're running, man. As Pat Mahomes, the dad, told me, the best year I had in baseball was with Bobby Valentine with the Mets, 1999. I went 8-0. We made the playoffs. I knew he had so much faith in me that I might pitch every game in the postseason. That's when you feel the best as a ball player, when you know your manager or coach has that kind of faith in you. Pat Mahomes told me his son called him the night of his pre-draft visit to Kansas City in 2017. Son told father Kansas City was where he wanted to play, and Reed was the coach he wanted to play for. He felt Reed would teach him everything he needed to know to win and to let him have the kind of freedom he's played with through his high school and college career. Freedom like picking Wasp. It's always about the next pitch. Turned out Mahomes threw the longest air yard throw, 56 yards, that he'd thrown all season on a completion. And, of course, it was the biggest play of the season. I asked Mahomes how, you avo- how he avoided being down in the dumps at that point. I think it's just a competitiveness in the way I've been raised my whole entire life. I don't know if it's from baseball or basketball or football, but I've always just been taught you have to play the next play. You have to go out and compete no matter what's happened earlier in the game, no matter what's happened the whole season. All that matters is that next play. With that little bit of break we had, when they were reviewing the play, we were able to talk through all scenarios. I had already talked with Coach Reed and Coach Kafka and EB, meaning Eric Bieniemy. They told me, if we don't get after this right now, we're going for it on fourth down. And if I don't have Tyreek or Sammy on those two routes, let's get it straight to the check down and give ourselves at least a chance of that fourth down. So the Chiefs would have gone for it on fourth down. That's one decision to clear up. The other, 
if Mosley, the cornerback for San Francisco, had turned to run with Tyreek Hill running to the corner, would Mahomes have chosen the same throw to Hill or would he have checked down to Sammy Watkins on his 16-yard cross? If he doesn't stay there, Mahomes says, I throw for the first down. But once I saw Tyreek get one-on-one with the safety, I mean, that's a matchup I'm going to take every time. That, of course, led to three touchdowns in seven minutes. And Kansas City winning 31-20. to The epilogue. He's just 24. When the Chiefs were scouting Mahomes, the knock on him, and the big reason why so many NFL teams knocked him down a peg pre-draft is because he threw some interceptions, 25 in his full two seasons as a starter at Texas Tech, and he played a bit out of control at times. Generally, he was too reckless for many scouts. It's hard to judge, too, because so many of his games were like arena league affairs. In 2016, he threw 88 passes in a game against Oklahoma. What Chiefs personnel czar Veach saw was a guy playing with three-star players at Texas Tech against teams with five-star guys. So often, Tech was completely overmatched, Veach said. But Patrick's attitude was, I don't give an S how many stars my whiteouts have. You guys will remember us. You guys will remember me. When Reed chose to trade Alex Smith to Washington early in 2018, handing the job to Mahomes, he couldn't have known this accelerated superstardom would happen this fast. Even after Mahomes beat the Chargers and Steelers on the road to start his career in 2018, scoring 80 points and throwing 10 TD passes with no picks. Said Patrick Mahomes, the main memory I'll have basically is whenever I watch my dad play or Alex Rodriguez or guys like Derek Jeter, all these guys that were superstars, the best of the best at the time, always looking at how much success they had. I watched how hard they worked. I got to see it every day. They were the first people there. They're hitting off the tee just like I was as a little kid. When you're at the top of the game, you have to still keep working in order to stay at the top. I think those memories were stuff that really, really stuck with me. It's here that I'm abridging the story because it's getting way long, but I'll just tell you how it ends. Didn't you love seeing the 24-year-old kid catching a line drive beer during the Chiefs parade? He caught it one-handed and then shotgunned it and then spiked it. It was fun to kind of let loose for a day, Mahomes said. Just be one of the guys. For a while. As his dad said Saturday, he's not done yet. He'll get back in the lab this offseason. He'll be better. It's always about the next pitch. The rest of my column, I've got some news involving Taysom Hill. I've got a bunch of thoughts, especially about the Niners, who I haven't written about uh, in these two columns since the game. I urge people to stop killing Kyle Shanahan about his decision-making. The players have to make plays. Uh, And 
you know, my, uh, <laughs> what I really wanted to get across sort of in this column is kind of the appreciation, and I hope you have it, for how the mental approach for a quarterback, when he's very, very talented, and so many of these guys are so talented, the mental approach has to be paramount. And I hope you get that from the column this week. Uh, my adieu haiku. How good does it feel, KC, having Mahomes for the next 15 years? That's the end of the column. So I'm going to give you a two-minute snippet right now of my um, of my conversation with Patrick Mahomes uh, and it's about basically Patrick Mahomes and how he got in the big league frame of mind with his dad and how much he felt that helped him today yeah I mean I think the biggest thing for me uh, the, the, the main memory I always have is when I whenever I've watched uh, guys that my dad played with, like Alex Rodriguez, and uh, guys like Derek Jeter, and all these guys that are, that were superstars. I mean, uh, the best of the best uh, at the time uh, in the game, and, and how much success they had. And then I watched how hard they worked, uh, and I got to see it day, day, every day how they were the first people there, and they were hitting off the tee like I was doing as a little kid and trying to perfect their game. And, and then that really was instilled in me and told me that if I wanted to be great, I had to put the work in, and even when you're, you're at the top of the game, you have to still keep working in order to stay at the top. And I think those memories were stuff that uh, that, that really stuck with me, and knowing I have to go out there every single day and put the work in if I want to if I want to go out there and keep having success. There's kind of a legendary story. I don't know if it's true or not, but you, you'll tell me. Did did Alex Rodriguez help you in batting practice? Yeah, no, he, he for sure did. Like we, I would go down there, and I, like I said, I'd watch him hit off the tee. And then he would let me hit and give me tips and, t- and let me do stuff. And that same as uh, he'd take ground balls at shortstop uh, when my dad was on the Rangers, and I would take ground balls after him, and he'd just give me tips and stuff like that. And so it, it, it was crazy thinking about it now. But back then, I thought I was a baseball player, and I thought that was my route. You know, it's funny. You were only, what, five or six years old then. I mean, yes, did, it yeah. seem a, did it seem a little strange that – the most famous player in baseball is spending time with you, uh, trying to help your game. No, at the time it didn't. I mean, when you're that young, uh, like you said, I was six six years old, probably maybe seven, and I, I was I was just out there just just being a kid and having fun, and that's all I known growing up. And uh, now I think about it, I, don't, I have a little sister who's eight years old now, and I, I have zero idea how they allowed me to be on the on the field catching fly balls when I was seven or whatever it was. <laughs> Major League guys are hitting hitting line drives everywhere. As I said, the complete conversation, 28 minutes, me and Patrick Mahomes, you can hear tomorrow in the Peter King podcast. That's Tuesday and all week, my conversation with Patrick Mahomes on the Peter King podcast. So it's been great to do the FMIA mini pod all season for you. Hope you've enjoyed it. And I hope you've enjoyed the Football Morning in America uh, column all season. I've really enjoyed bringing it to you. Have a great off season. I'm going to keep writing the column. So you're going to keep reading it every single week through the off season. Have a great week, everyone. 